Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That first hour went quickly. Wowzers. When you're talking about Monday Night Football and juicy quarterback changes and uncertainty about the future, well, a lot of that describes the Colts. And then you throw in this idea that they are not capitalizing on opportunities and not playing up to their potential. And man, that kind of describes about half, if not 75% of the NFL. Whew. These first seven weeks, I don't think it's quite what I expected. I think I was looking for the offense to settle in a little more quickly for us to see these big numbers on offense that we've become accustomed to the last couple of years, but that is not the case. And the number of quarterback changes because of injuries or ineptitude, they're starting to catch up with teams. Constant change very often equals constant losing. We're seeing a bunch of young QBs, rookies, but also young QBs that are struggling. And even tonight with Justin Fields, this was a good performance from him. But how many questions have there been as he's tried to adjust to now a new coach and a new system? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you haven't yet voted for Monday Mortification, uh, it's miserable. It's mortified. It's just, uh, oh, my team gives me a headache. Which teams had the biggest headaches on Monday? No, not hangovers, just headaches. <laughs> Although headaches and hangovers, I suppose, can be a thing. It was a bit surprising to me. I was not expecting the news when I woke up on Monday afternoon and saw that Frank Reich and the Indianapolis Colts have made a quarterback change. Matt Ryan is now benched. He did get banged up in the game. He does have a grade two two, um, shoulder separation and so will not practice this week. Will be inactive. Um, Nick will be number two, um, and but Matt is committed to helping this team in every way he can. He's got a lot of years of experience. You always got to stay ready. You never know. This is a funny league, so I um, still believe Matt's going to help us get to where we want to go in whatever role that is. But in place of the veteran Matt Ryan, Indy is moving Sam Ellinger into the starting quarterback role for Week Eight against the Washington Commanders. Who? By the way, Nick is Nick Foles, who will now back him up. <laughs> Boom, just like that. 
Is Matt Ryan's tenure over? That's a really interesting question. To try to answer some of our queries, we welcome James Boyd of The Athletic, who covers the Indianapolis Colts and has certainly had a very busy day. Well, I just want to get your reaction right off the top, James, because I was certainly surprised when I heard that Frank Reich and the Colts were making this move to bench Matt. I did not expect it to happen this soon, um, if at all. I felt like, you know, at 3-3-1, three, three and one, the season is not completely lost. If they were like 1-6 and six or 2-5, and five, then I would, you know, not be that surprised. But I was pretty surprised to see it happen. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I guess the Colts feel like they have to go in a new direction and see what they have and, and finally kind of fix this, this quarterback turnstile they've had the last few years. In your opinion, watching Matt Ryan through these first seven weeks, what have been the major problems? The biggest problem is probably not no fault of his own. Um, it's the offensive line. It is terrible. It's the highest paid offensive line in the league, but it's been, you know, well below average. And then I think he's compounded it with some really bad mistakes on his part. Um, the Jacksonville game, I'm sorry, the Tennessee Titans game um, uh, Sunday afternoon. His two interceptions were completely, in my opinion, not completely his fault, but mainly his fault. They were two really bad throws. You cannot blame that on the offensive line. You cannot, you know, make those plays if you're Matt Ryan. He's been in the league for 15 years. And, you know, it just seems like every week he was turning the ball over, quite frankly. You know, 11 fumbles, nine interceptions, just nine touchdown passes. So he's only had one clean game this year without a turnover. So it just felt like every week you're just giving the defense, the opposing defense, that is, chances to just pounce all over you and make it even harder on a struggling offense. Right. Matt Ryan leads the league with nine picks through seven games, but also has fumbled 11 times and has lost three of those. You're talking about double figure turnovers. Uh, And again, while not everything can be blamed on him, uh, certainly that's a lot for a team that is trying to get its head above water. James Boyd is with the athletic covers the Colts on what's been well, a fairly dramatic start to the season. Now 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. How much do you think that has to do with the shoulder injury and how much do you think it has to do with them just needing a fresh look at the position? I think it's the latter. Um, you know, Frank Reich was immediately asked today after announcing that Matt Ryan had, you know, a grade two shoulder separation that he'd be out for a while. Hey, is this, you know, are you putting Sam in there just to be QB1 um, to hold down that spot or is it his for the rest of the season? He said it's his for the rest of the season. The injury had nothing to do with it. So it just felt like the wheels kind of came off um, in Tennessee Sunday. So um, I think from my perspective, it's, it, it feels like kind of like a stain on Matt Ryan's career just because it, he was promised a lot of things when he came to Indianapolis. He was promised a, a good, you know, O-line, a good running game, and he, he's gotten neither. And like I said, it's just gotten worse when he uh, makes the mistakes that he's made. So they want to try something new, and it feels like, you know, if they things work out with Sam Ellinger and he balls out, you know, and has some miracle season, you found your new young quarterback. And if not, you, you're most likely having a top pick and you're going to find your new quarterback in the draft. What does he bring to the table? Mobility. Um, that's the biggest thing you've heard from every coach, the players. He can run a lot better than Matt Ryan, which will obviously help alleviate some of the pressure because the offensive line has been, you know, so weak. Um, but I also think that, you know, fans have to, you know, kind of simmer down on their expectations because he's like the new shiny toy, right? You know, haven't seen him. He's going to do all these great things. And it's like he's never thrown, you know, a pass in an NFL game before. 
a real NFL game, a regular season game. So I think there's going to be a lot of struggling, a lot of, uh, you know, uphill battles. But, again, you kind of just have to see what you got in-house before you go shopping elsewhere for a quarterback. Knowing what we know of head coach Frank Reich, how difficult was this decision for him? Oh, really hard. Frank Reich is a grade-A human being, and Matt Ryan is as well from my interactions with both. So I know it had to be hard to tell him, hey, you know, this, this is no longer your team in a sense. And I said it earlier today, that was probably Matt Ryan's last start for the Colts unless some, he comes back and some other crazy injuries happens and he gets thrown right back in there. But assuming things go the course that they do, um, that's it for him. You know, that, that, I mean, he'll probably be around, and I'm sure he won't retire like people are hoping he will for oh. Colts save money. No, he'll be back to make his money. It's just I don't think he'll start for the Colts again um, for the rest of his career. What do we know about this decision, though? Was this solely Frank, or would this have been from above him or at least input from owner and front office? I absolutely think that Jim uh, Ursay had, you know, a lot to do with this decision. Um, obviously, he's the owner, and whatever the owner says goes in most organizations, most teams. And I, I think that, you know, actually I know that, you know, he met with Frank Reich along with Chris Bell at the GM, and they all came to a consensus. It's kind of how Frank Reich – you know, determined it. But, I mean, when we kind of pushed back a little bit, like, hey, how much did Jim Irsay have to say in this? You know, he's like, yeah, he made the decision, and we all were in agreement. And it's like, you know, it's like if your parents tell you something and you're a kid, it's like, yeah, we're all in agreement here. <laughs> you can't really push back on that. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's tough, but I, I think that, again, they want to see what they have. And it feels like even if Matt Ryan, um, the injury or not, it just felt like this team was at best going to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the worst place to be in sports. You either want, want to be like really bad or really good so you get a good pick or you obviously have a, a shot to do something in the postseason. You don't want to be irrelevant. Exactly. You exactly. want to be one extreme or the other. James Boyd is with go. us from Indianapolis, covers the Colts for the Athletic. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. I read this quote, and I need you to explain it to me. It comes from Frank Reich, and he said, I told Matt we did not hold up our end of the bargain. Now, you've already mentioned offensive line. What was he talking about? He the offensive line, number one, the running game. I mean, you have Jonathan Taylor, and I believe they're like 30th in the NFL in rushing. So, like, they're, they're really struggling. And it's like all the offensive categories, um, or at least the offensive help he's supposed to have, hasn't been there. And, and I, I wasn't really surprised to find out he had an injury um, after the Tennessee game because he was getting hit so much. I believe he was hit the most in the NFL. If not, you know, he's top three hits, top three hurries, and all these, you know, all the stats that are bad for your quarterback he was right at the top as far as just taking pressure. So um, it felt like, again, he was promised a lot of things. And quite honestly, we assumed a lot of things. I, I had never assumed, I would never thought that the Colts' offensive line, the highest paid offensive line in the league, would be one of the worst in the league. So um, I thought that was Frank Wright kind of taking a bullet from Matt Ryan there mm. and, and, and not saying it's all on him. But on the flip side, it's like, okay, now you got to look and see, is Frank Reich and Chris Ballard the GM? Are their seats hot? Will they have jobs after this season, depending on how things go? And, and so that's something that's like the next thing to keep an eye on. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to transition that direction. He's very well liked. It's not as though he's had any steadiness at the position. It feels like every year since Frank got there, it's been a different quarterback or two. So, yeah, how hot is the seat for Frank and then ultimately for the GM as well? I think they both got a, a ton of grace after Andrew Luck obviously retired suddenly, I believe in 2018, 2019, or, and 
And now it's like, you know, you're three, four seasons later and you're still not able to figure it out. So I do think that the patience and that grace that I just spoke about is kind of running out and you need to find out a way to sustain something and happens in the kind of rally around. Cause it seems like every year this team is, you know, just not good enough. And this year, especially, it just seems like a lot of these flaws have come to a head and, and even on like the defensive side, things have really, you know, the defense has played well, but they're missing their best player, Shaquille Leonard. So it just feels like so many things have kind of not gone right this season. And obviously the biggest one being that quarterback and then, you know, quarterback kind of trickles down. Like if you can't figure things out with your quarterback, if you can't figure things out for your franchise, um, who's going to lead it, you know, player wise, your seat's going to get hot as a GM and as a coach. So um, we'll see how things go. If they end up bottoming out and, and it's really bad, um, we could see some changes, but you know, now Sam Ellinger, I guess, I guess we'll have to get used to media scrums and like he wasn't <laughs> at Texas, you know? <laughs> well, Texas is uh, under a microscope all the time for football, so he's probably used to a lot of prying eyes. But thinking about the quarterback carousel, Andrew Luck, his last season was 2018. You reference his abrupt retirement. He played every game that year, though he was hurt. Then it's Jacoby Brissett, it's Brian Hoyer. Mm-hmm. In 2020, it's Phillip Rivers. In 21, it's Carson Wentz. Now it's Matt Ryan, and it's Sam, it's really challenging to come up with any kind of consistency when you are constantly changing that quarterback. So it's funny you mentioned that. Um, My colleague, uh, my coworker, actually, Zach Kiefer, asked Naheem Hines about this um, a few weeks ago. You know, how hard is it to create offensive continuity when you're constantly having to adjust to different quarterbacks? He's like, look, I've been here five years, and I've had, you know, five different quarterbacks. And and, and it's it's hard. He's like, because other teams – you know, like a like he was bringing up Tennessee at the time, and after I believe the first matchup between the, the two teams, he's like they've had you know Tannehill, they they've had this guy for years. They know what he's going to do on every single play. They know how he plays. Like they know what they're going to get from him every single year because he's been there. And then for them, it's like okay, they go into the off season. Who's going to be our quarterback? They go into the training camp. We have to adjust a bunch of things. They go into games. Things are different than they were a year ago. So there's like not a lot of chances to just you know know it like the back of your hand, so to right. speak. And then now. You're doing that in season, seven games in, and you have to start over with a new quarterback who I'm sure they're very high on. They said all the right things about him, but quite frankly, again, has no NFL experience in a real NFL game. (laughs) Right. James Boyd is with us from The Athletic, covers the Colts on what was a fairly stunning move by the team today, benching Matt Ryan, and Sam Mm -hmm. will take over the rest of the season, according to the Colts. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. So I want to ask about Jonathan Taylor. I know he's been hurt. It still blows me away that he's only got one touchdown, especially coming off last season in which he was not only the bell cow, everyone knew he was going to get the ball and still could stop him what's changed Amy the offensive line <laughs> it all goes so, back to the line <laughs> oh my gosh yes it's it, I mean I would I would love to give you some deep analysis about it but quite frankly I mean that group has really regressed and it seems like they can't run block they can't pass block and I think part of it also is scheming for example and I was fully prepared to ask you know Frank Wright this before he announced the Matt Ryan who's like obviously shifts all of your questions to, you know, him and Sam Ellinger, I was going to ask him, like, hey, why did Jonathan Taylor only have 10, ru- t- 10 carries? Tennessee? Right. Like, you guys are saying he's fully healthy. He missed the last two games. Getting healthy. We asked him after the game if he was fine. He's like, yeah, I was fine. And Frank Reich saying he had a planned rotation. And I'm like, planned rotation? Your rotation should include your best back for more than 10, <laughs> 10, 10 carries. So, 
I'm no genius, and I'm sure, I, I'm sure I'll, I'll touch on it later this week, but I was just very curious. I, I understand that he's not having the season that he had a year ago. A lot of that comes from the help he has around him, but he was doing all right yesterday, you know, yesterday or the day before now. But um, he was doing pretty good. He had, you know, 10 carries, 54 yards, 17 touches for 85 yards. And, you know, you're not using him as a bell cow when that's what he is. So yes. it felt really weird about that. I know a lot of people in fantasy have been very upset because uh, <laughs> JT has not been the JT that we saw a year ago. Any explanations from the line about why it's been this giant step backward? Because it used to be a strength of the Colts. Yeah, a lot of it, you know, They'll say it's execution, it's communication, but I think at this point, and we've all accepted this on the beat from the outside looking in, I would say for me personally, about four or five games in, you are what you are at this point. Um, I just don't think that there's going to be some huge you know, communication issue that can get solved and it's fixed like that, or there can be some execution you know, schemes, scheme-wise that can you know, magically fix all these issues that are going on. I just think that this group – um, has declined rapidly, more rapidly than we could ever imagine coming into this season. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have never thought one of the weakest units on, on the Colts would have been the offensive line coming into this season, hey. and here we are. It's interesting to look at their schedule, too, and the fact that they have had a front-loaded schedule in terms oh, of yeah. the AFC South. They've already played the Texans, the Jaguars, the Titans, the Jaguars, the Titans, right? So they've gotten the majority of their AFC South opponents out of the way. What do you make of that? I thought that was a ridiculous schedule. I've never seen a schedule like that. Like their last division game comes at the end of the season against the Texans. Right. So, you know, it was very front loaded. But at the same time, you know, if you take care of business, you probably feel a lot better about where you are at this point in the season. Um, There's no reason, in my opinion, that a team uh, with as many pro bowlers and all pro players from last year coming into this year, the Colts, should have tied the Texans in the season opener. There's no way you go down to Jacksonville where your season came to a crushing end oh, last man. year and you lay another egg in Jacksonville. So yes. although it is front-loaded, I thought that they wasted their opportunities and, and, and it comes back to bite them. And I know that they didn't lose against the Texans, but that tie felt like a loss. And yeah. It was very weird, Amy, walking around the locker room and asking people, hey, how does it feel to be winless and undefeated? You know, just weird stuff like that where they didn't handle their business and it feels like, again, if you're for – Two and one, if you're five, you know, one and one or something, you're feeling good about yourself. But it just feels like, you know, after this, they, they lost this last game. They dropped to one, three and one in the AFC South. I mean, that's, that's inexcusable considering the amount of talent they have on this roster and just a failure to execute. Mm. So the big shocker is that Matt Ryan has been benched. Has anyone spoken to him? Was he made available to the media? He was not made available today. Um, Sam Ellinger was not made available at, uh, at either. We'll probably get a chance to talk to both Wednesday. I know for sure we'll probably get Sam Ellinger. I don't mm-hmm. know how it works with Matt Ryan and his injuries and things like that. If he'll even be in the building or what's going on. Because he did have a separated shoulder, so that, that's a pretty big you know, um, you know, know, deal. So we'll talk to Sam, and I'm very curious to hear what he has to say because – you know, three or four weeks ago, he was QB three, not QB two. He was QB Gosh, three. Yes, got elevated, and then now he's he's got he's in the driver's seat, and they're handing the keys to him, and it's basically like, you know, uh, let's see what you got. <laughs> <laughs>
happening a lot around the NFL. Maybe he and Kenny Pickett can compare notes, uh, considering <laughs> that Pickett's been thrust into that. Uh, Bailey Zappi as well with the Patriots. Yeah, it's, it's happening all over. So it's good to connect with James Boyd on Twitter. You can find him at Romeoville Kid, and he covers the Colts for the Athletic. I appreciate the insight, especially on a day like today. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me. I'm always uh, available whenever you need me. Just hit me up. It was uh, great coming on, and we'll see what the rest of this Colts season brings. Thank you. Yes, and and you know the part that I think is really important to underscore is, and and James made this point too. There are very few teams whose seasons are DOA. The Lions are one in five. I'm, so they're in a four-game hole against the Vikings. It's not necessarily the fact that they're one in five. It's the fact that they actually have a team in their division, which has a winning record. <laughs> you can't say that about every division in the NFC. The Texans are one, four, and one. I, the, I, the, the way the Titans are playing now, I would say it's going to be really difficult for them to catch up, but also not impossible. The Broncos are... Two and five. Their quarterback situation's a disaster. So I don't think they're going to catch up. But then two and five in the AFC North is still within striking distance for both the Browns and the Steelers. I know, I know. This season is marked or marred by mediocrity, whichever you prefer. We got a lot of QB news coming up. We're definitely going to get to that. The biggest, though, is the Patriots QB situation, the Colts quarterback situation, and we kind of have to wait with bated breath to find out what happens in week number eight. <laughs> Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you haven't voted yet for Mortification Monday, I don't know why that, I just, I don't like it anymore. I'm going to have to switch that. That was my creation, but now I want to change the title of it. Mortified on Monday. Something like that. Uh, you can vote on Twitter, A Law Radio, or on our Facebook page. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. One man to beat him. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Cut. Touchdown. Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Top the feathers dumping into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855 212 4227. The Seattle Seahawks. First and ten, toss to Walker, goes right side, has a little running room, Parkinson out front. Here comes up the sideline, he's on the run, 40, down to the 30, are they going to catch him? I don't think so, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Seahawks, 74 yards. The Tennessee Titans. Empty backfield on second and 13. Ryan gets rid of it quickly, it's intercepted, 30, 40. 50, Adams 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, end zone, touchdown, Titans, Andrew Adams to the house. The Cincinnati Bengals. Burrow throws toward the left side, oh. line. back shoulder throw, Chase makes the catch, cuts it in the middle of the field, Bye-bye. and the chase Woo. of Chase is unsuccessful. A 41-yard touchdown. The Bengals' fourth TD in four first-half drive. The Las Vegas Raiders. First and 10 on the Texans, 15. Delayed hand up to Jacobs. Huge hole up the middle, 10. Cuts right side, 5. Touchdown, Jacobs. The hat trick in the end zone. His third rushing touchdown of the day. This is tough to narrow it down. I know we're making fun of offense a lot, but still, this was challenging because there are so many good candidates and some impressive individual performances in week number seven. But those are your candidates for TD of the week, a little off the traditional path. How about the rookie, Kenneth Walker III for the Seattle Seahawks, as they are now the only team in the NFC West that it is above 500 solo in first place and Walker with 168 yards rushing and a couple of TDs that one was Steve Rabel on Seahawks radio first ever pick six of Andrew Adams career and this is part of Tennessee's wire to wire win against the Colts maybe part of the end of Matt Ryan as the Indy starting quarterback Mike Keith on Titans radio a 76 yard pick six for Adams. Joe Burrow had more yards in the first half for the Bengals win against the Falcons than some quarterbacks had their entire games and also then two quarterbacks had in the same game. <laughs> there were some paltry QB passing numbers this weekend. 
Uh, but we love Dan Horton, Dave Lapham on Bengals radio. And yes, Joe Burrow and his receivers were racking up yards like nobody's business. And finally, Josh Jacobs. He is a quarterback's best friend. I know if you asked Eric Carr, he would tell you that Devontae Adams is his best friend. But when it comes to logistics, when it comes to actual wins and losses, I'm thinking Josh Jacobs is making a campaign or making a pitch for BFF there in Las Vegas. Uh, and so it's Jason Horowitz on Raiders Radio. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. And all of our polls originate from our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. Just retweeting that now from mine. Uh, and then you'll be able to find it on our Facebook page as well. Uh, one listener suggests Moody Monday. Well, yes, Moody, but you also need to be mortified on a Moody Monday. It's just mortification Monday. It's just, I don't know, it's sounding awkward to me now. So I need to go back and work on my alliteration. But the the concept remains. Every single week we have teams that are miserable and mortified as they wake up on Monday and realize, oh, yeah, that actually happened. <laughs> and that includes Tom Brady. It includes Aaron Rodgers. It includes some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL just not in a rhythm and a groove. And so I was making a list. This is kind of crazy of the quarterback situations that I, I just, it's, it makes for a fairly nutso seven weeks of football. And Marco Belletti's here in studio. Some of this stuff you just can't make up. The Patriots have a second year quarterback, but they've actually, had to start a rookie. So neither one of those situations is is perfection. Uh, now Bill Belichick won't indicate who the starter is because he loves to play coy and also just thinks we're all on a need-to-know basis and we don't need to know. But the Patriots situation is interesting. I guess born out of injury, but but not necessarily anymore. The Dolphins in the same division, right, because the the Dolphins had two quarterbacks go out with concussions only to start – Skylar Thompson, and then he goes out with an injury. So three different quarterbacks have been injured, back to Bridgewater and now back to Tua. In the AFC East as well, the Jets can't even start their second-year guy, Zach Wilson, to begin the season. So they have to go with Joe Flacco. They put Wilson back in. The offense sucks outside of the run game. It's just they have no passing attack whatsoever. That's three of the four the four teams in the AFC East along with the Bills. Then you look around the rest of the AFC. Colts are making a change. Steelers already made a change, though – they needed Mitch Trubisky last week. The Browns, well, we all know what their situation uh, entails. The Broncos, they trade away a large haul for a quarterback who, I, let's just be optimistic, just hasn't yet found a rhythm in his new system in Denver or with his new uh, with his new weapons. They've got a lot of weapons around him in Denver, just unable to capitalize there. So now they're starting a backup anyway. Uh, let's see. The Panthers. Oh, Lord. They've got two quarterbacks on expiring contracts. Neither one of them is available right now. They also don't have their rookie, who they brought in to try to to be ready for that role. And now they're starting P.J. Walker. Okay. So they're on four quarterbacks. <laughs> the Cowboys... Lose Dak in week number one. They win four in a row with Cooper Rush. The Commandos, Ers, the Commanders, they bring in Carson Wentz, which is like their fifth quarterback in five years, and mm -hmm. now they're back to Taylor Heineke. 
The Saints, who knows what's going on with Jameis Winston, but we haven't seen him for a while, just kind of out, you know, on the peripheral, but it's Andy Dalton and it's Taysom Hill. The Niners had high hopes all offseason. They were trying to quit Jimmy Garoppolo. Didn't happen. Couldn't find a suitor. Now they're back to Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, that that's just 12 of the teams. And just odd, right? The situation with the Bucks and the Packers. The top two candidates for MVP last year, neither one of those quarterbacks looks good, but the offenses look terrible. I mean, the Seahawks are the most stable team out there. <laughs> Outside of the Chiefs and the Bills, of course. All right, I'll, that one I'll give the mea culpa on this one because I, I called it malpractice to start the season with Geno Smith. <laughs> I remember. Uh, and I stood by that, and I still stand by it. Uh, Geno Smith has made me look stupid. I will admit that. You're not the only one. I will say this. I don't believe it still. I, I don't see... No, I, I really I don't believe by the end of the year we're still looking at it and going, Geno Smith's not a bad starter in the NFL. I don't buy I don't buy it. Eventually we're gonna see the pumpkin that we saw for the entire length of his career going into this. So I don't buy into that, but I give him credit for what he's done thus far. Is it possible that Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins are two of your most stable quarterbacks in the NFL? The Jalen Hurts situation obviously going really well. He's got weapons I around mean, him, though they like to run the ball. Uh, no, because again, like Daniel Jones. Yeah, at least that's you know young and maybe up and coming. I like we th- we've seen these guys For like we, five years now. <laughs> uh, we know what these other guys are. Like I, I, you're having a few good weeks, and I give you credit for it. But yeah, w- when the chips are down, when it, the eventuality of it, I, I still don't buy into Kirk Cousins making a big play in a big spot. I don't believe it. Geno Smith taking you into the playoffs and making you a viable contender. I don't buy it. I just don't. So you're expecting the house of cards to fold yeah. in both those cases. Yeah. Do you feel that way about the Eagles? Uh, the Eagles are built a little bit differently. No, there's so much talent there. And Jalen Hurts, who I don't think is maybe like a you know a top 10 quarterback, I think he works their gimmicky offense perfectly. But you don't think there's talent in Minnesota? There is a lot of talent in Minnesota. And I think they can get into the playoffs. Absolutely. I don't think you can actually win the whole thing with Kirk Cousins. No. Eventually, he's going to have to make a play, and I don't buy it. I hope he proves you wrong just for fun. Go ahead. So many people would be proved wrong by that. Same. I mean, I don't Great. think the I'll be Seahawks screaming have. that you like that. Like, I get, I get, I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. You, we've seen it for too long. Like, when was the last time we saw a quarterback be 12 years into his career and, like, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, look, it clicked. What clicked? You've been there forever. Like, what clicked? We know what you are. You can put up numbers. And they have a You're new head coach, awful. though. He's not awful. He's just not that good. He's no, okay. We, we know what he is. You know, Jalen Hurts is a different story. Like the Eagles were on a very uh, this sounds bad. I don't mean it in a bad way, but it's a very gimmicky offense. There's a lot of, you know, it's it's the run, it's the RPO. Like they don't run a traditional. Eventually, it's people are going to figure out what it is, but for right now Jalen Hurts runs that offense to perfection and there is talent all over the field. I wonder if that's well, certainly the question is there with Lamar Jackson is about the offense. Now, it may not be him. It may be more about the system and what they're doing. But, man, they're hit or miss, too. And he has not passed the ball a lot over the last couple of weeks. They have, But, again, he's working with very little. I mean, he's got Andrews and he's got nothing else. So, th- Lamar Jackson's got very little Gus around him. Back. There's very little around Lamar Jackson. And he does a lot with what he has. The Ravens are really, I mean, they should be a lot better than they are because they've given away three games. Three, uh, yeah. You know, so Double like. Double figures in the fourth quarter. Uh, Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback. Is he, you know, an MVP like he was a few years ago? I think you put enough around him. I think he can be. But we've seen what it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, there are times where you just look at it and you go, well, what happened? Or why am I not? See-? 
Slow down. You know what you know, and you, your eyes have told oh, you things. Oh, come on. If there's anything we know about much. the NFL is every time you think you know, you don't know squat. From week to week, sure. <laughs> From year to year, I find that difficult to believe. All right. There are a lot of people that were ready for Russell Wilson to take off in Denver is all I'm saying after the first 10 years of his career. And right. look what's happened. That makes very little sense. I, I put a lot of that on Nathaniel Hackett. And I put a lot of it on Russell Wilson. I, I mean, whether he's hurt, how bad that shoulder is versus the groin and all that stuff. A lot of it's also the idea that, I mean, you, you had so many opportunities in Seattle and everybody made the excuses and everybody pointed to Pete Carroll and all the other stuff that was going on. Maybe we just missed it in the last couple of years because <laughs> their offense was unable to score. And maybe it was Russell Wilson. Maybe it is him trying to play hero ball as opposed to just running the offense. And I feel like if he just ran the offense, he's still got all the tools. They need to run the ball anyway. All right, so that's just kind of a smattering of the weird and wacky, wild quarterback situations around the NFL. We do have some actual QB news coming up at the top of the hour. Straight ahead, Ja. He's picking up where he left off last year for the Memphis Grizzlies. And... On Monday night, it was against the Brooklyn Nets. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. into the front court, picks up, picked up by Kyrie Irving, gives left wing for Bain. Bain to the top of the arc, fires a three, ring it up, put three on the board. Bain jab stepped left, went right to the top of the arc, buries the three, he's got 28, 117, 105. Morant jumps a pass out to Brooks, over to Bain, an open look at a three. You better believe it, Desmond Bain is rolling tonight. Ring it up, put three on the board. The Bain train is rolling down the tracks. He's got 33. Morant, four seconds on the shot clock. Deep three from the left wing is good. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Morant's got 38. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. John Morant is still cold-blooded. That's your update. <laughs> Early in the season, the Grizzlies have started out 3-1. and one. They get their latest victory over the visiting Brooklyn Nets with, yes, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, despite their best efforts to be out of Dodge. Eric Hasseltine with the calls on Grizzlies Radio. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're not talking about every NBA game or every NBA storyline at this point in the season. It's way too early. Uh, and I do believe that you're you're going to see the same type of 
kind of integration or reintegration, I should say, uh, that we see with every other sport as it resumes regular season, right? A lot of these guys have to find a rhythm. They have to find a groove. Um, and so you're not necessarily going to see a team start out ready to be a champion. That's one of my tried and true theories about professional sports or really sports at any level. No team starts out the season ready to win a title. And it applies so, so appropriately and so fittingly to the NFL right now. Um, but it certainly applies to those sports that have longer seasons. Baseball, we know. Anything can and will happen over 162 games. The NBA, the NHL, they're just getting underway. 82 games. There will be so many factors that go into determining the champ come next June. <laughs> so it's great to start out three and one, take everything with a grain of salt. But man, if you're John Moran and you not only have 38 points yourself and you've got the eight rebounds, the seven assists, a couple of steals, you're filling up the stat sheet, but you have your fellow guard Desmond Bain, who also pours in 38, who goes eight of 11 from beyond the arc. Oh yeah. You've got a formula that makes you a lot harder to defend. And, and Desmond knows that. I think it opens, um, you know, things up for for us, of course. But I mean, the whole team. I mean, seven assists between the both of us. Um, that's something that we really take pride in is sharing the ball and you know getting everybody involved. And you know, if if we get going a little bit, we're obviously going to see a little more attention, which you know opens up opportunities for other guys all around the floor. Bain was due for a huge night. He was he been struggling shooting the last three games, so you knew he was going to get hot at some point. And then John Moran making threes as well, you know. So uh, it was a tough one for us, but you know we didn't totally just give it to how they play. We had we made them make shots over us. We know the Grizzlies had their run into the playoffs last year. One of those teams that's so exciting, a lot of fun to watch, very entertaining with the young guys, with the talent, uh, John Morant being the, the tip of the spear, if you will. I can't wait to see what he does as a follow-up now that they've had a taste of that postseason and, and what it takes to win when you're into the playoffs. And I know it's a lot of teams and it's a format that can be confusing, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately to watch... The West, yet again, produced the champion, the Golden State Warriors, to recognize that it's not a one-month commitment, a two-month commitment. We're talking about, you know, going all in, and your teammates have to be all in as well. But when you're playing opponents like the Nets, you can kind of gauge yourself, and that's what Ja noted, that this is a, a game with two guys, specifically two guys, uh, who can dominate who can commandeer a game, who all of a sudden can take things over. So it's great for us to measure ourselves against them. But like, you know, it's very exciting. Um, definitely, you know, a time for us to, you know, see, you know, how well, you know, we stand, you know, against teams like this with two insane players. Um, I mean, you know, it's a tough job, you know, covering those guys. You know, it's a pretty much a team effort. This is just numerology and loose at that, but both Bain and Ja have 38. Both KD and Kyrie have 37. <laughs> Wowzers. And ultimately, it's a 10-point spread, but I don't know if you guys saw the game or or saw what happened in the third quarter. Uh, the Grizzlies nearly outscored the Nets by 20 in the third quarter alone. It was a 45-28 third quarter, and that was the difference. He got it going early. I think he almost had, what, 20 in the first quarter or in the first half. Uh, so there was a lot that they were uh, feeling good about, I felt, uh, in the first quarter on. And, um, you know, we did our best to fight back, but that third quarter is just horrendous.
Grizzlies over the Nets. It's early. Let's not get excited. Though you always get excited when you earn your first win of the year. 86-73 Sixers. Embiid down low. Oh, man. A right-hand <laughs> jam by Embiid. A throw down. He got it on the right block. He knew no one was there. And he hammers the jam. Indiana extended his defense. Nobody, though, has Embiid. Joel down low. Easy bank shot around Buddy Heald. Timeout, Indiana, and it's back to a 20-point bulge for the Sixers. Embiid now with 26. Harden with the dribble on Mathurin. Mathurin goes down. James wide open three. He caps it off. He broke his ankles and trains a three. Harden puts it up and in. 109-95. And Harden has the crowd in Philadelphia on their feet. I say don't get used to it. I know he shot 50% from beyond the arc in this game, but I don't have much faith in James Harden. Though the Sixers love what they're seeing from him, and they believe having gone through now part of the year with the team plus an offseason, he should be more locked in. He had 29 points, 11 assists, and 9 rebounds as the Sixers collect that first W against the Pacers and be with 26 and five rebounds. That's that's an odd number. Tom McGinnis on Sixers Radio. Your QB News is straight ahead after hours on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 